Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and sitting opposite me is a man who looked like he was doing up his fly. It's the one and only Durham Chai Singer. Hello, Ben Lomas. I was doing up my jacket because I'm very cold. I'm struggling with this Melbourne winter. I'm having a stroke, man. What the hell is that? Please hug me and warm me up. I'm really struggling. I don't know why. I think actually I do know why because my clothes from two years ago don't fit me anymore, all my winter clothes, and I missed an entire winter. Humble brag. So I'm probably going to need another jacket. Ah, how many? That's Jacket number 54. We have a fantastic guest in the studio, a very close friend of mine uh, that I used to only mainly work in Perth, uh, who's a fantastic stand-up comedian. Please welcome Anna Piper Scott. Yeah! Hello. Anna Piper Scott, right at the top. Uh, we this is You officially get the title of being the first transgender uh, person we've had on the podcast. So we have... So many things to talk about. So many uh, questions. Are you nervous? Extremely. Uh, yeah, My we, God, we I think the reason I'm mumbling and stumbling is nothing to do with the weather. It's, this is about yeah. all of a sudden getting cancelled. Yeah, you're, about, <laughs> you're both about to get cancelled. <laughs> we, uh, I wield the fate of your careers in my, <laughs> in my massive transgender hands. <laughs> <laughs> we, we caught up for a coffee about two or three weeks ago Oh, maybe a month ago And we hadn't seen each other in about three years yeah. so, so I'd lost uh, like a lot of weight since then And you uh, started your transitioning So when we met up you, Do you remember what you said to me, Ben? So I caught up with Anna And I said, oh, um, I, and I said as I was getting there Because I was in active wear yeah. And yeah. I said, I can't believe Yeah, we uh, both looked very different Because yeah, yeah. um, for people who don't know me I, 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 I like to dress a little bit flamboyantly I usually have a full face of makeup, so it was, right. I think, a jarring moment for the both of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do, do but the, I, I, I just want to do because Jill's gone, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's been so long since we've seen each other. I'm like, yeah, we're both half the man we used to be. <laughs> That is great. It's hundred percent. Oh man, it's incredible. But yeah, so um, you and Ben, uh, I wasn't sure if you guys had met before, but then all of a sudden, you do apparently have a history as well. Yes. Uh, do you want to explain? When you say it like that, it makes it sound like we fucked. Yeah, I know. I know. We did <laughs> fuck. Um, so um, you, you, purely you a professional. Yeah. Um, His wife's was, listening was to this podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you were, uh, you were nice enough to be uh, at the box office uh, where yeah. I was doing my comedy festival show. This yes. year. Uh, this, this year, year I was working uh, box office because I, I, I do not have a Logie, so I still have to make money from other <laughs> endeavours. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and you were nice enough, and I was doing my uh, coffee show, and uh, and then the night, uh, many nights, uh, I was having a good run, and then you were on the night where it was uh, it was a tough one. Um, and uh, I struggled. Uh, it was uh, it was probably one. It was like two shows mm. that I was like, you know, you have those nights where it's, it's a bit slow. But this one oh, was generous. This two one shows, was, huh? This, this <laughs> so, is the one where I, I struggled, and I, mm. I got off stage early. There was someone derailing the show. I tried to address it, didn't address it. Just, just to clarify, yeah. as the box office person, everyone walked out of that show very happy. Thank when, you. When Ben's saying that he struggled, it was that he got two applause breaks instead of the usual five. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nice to him. That's very nice of you. Um, But then uh, there was one gentleman who decided to have a bit of a chat with me after the show. Yes. He he just, I always love it when a punter decides to not just go like, it was a great show, but to actually give you feedback and constructive criticism. Oh, it was. Um, And his complaint about your show that's about being a barista was that you talked about coffee too much. (laughs) (laughs) The show is called Caffeinator. Yeah. Yeah. And he. yeah, and, caffeinator, and he's like, oh, a little less coffee material, mate. Yeah, just focus, like, focus on, uh, on less jokes about coffee. But w- he was actually giving feedback in front of my brother-in-law and his wife, or yeah. fiancé at the time and now wife, and it was just so intense because he goes, look, uh, you know, I didn't like it. Wow. Like, I didn't like it at all. Uh, it wasn't funny. Um, I've seen a lot of shows. Have you ever been to Edinburgh? I was like, yeah, I've been to Edinburgh. And he's like, yeah, yeah maybe you should try there, see how they do jokes. And it was just wow. – and he kept going. And I didn't go in, right? But then there was – No, a, you, were, you were – you made the words, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks, mate. Sounds so sincere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was amazing. I was like, there's no point in going this guy. He's made his decision. Uh, he's being uh, absolutely unbearable. And then there was this amazing moment where there was that couple who was watching 
watching this because my brother-in-law was pissing himself. He was enjoying every fucking second of this, right? And then there was a couple there just pissing themselves going, is this still part of the show? Oh, they thought it's like a performance <laughs> Yeah, they piece. thought it was the whole thing. They were like, this is wow. hilarious. They were sticking around just to watch this. That's a whole set of one. It was just like, oh, it was, um, it was amazing. And you were great because you were like, okay, thank you. You can move on. Yeah. You get down the stairs, you go, bye-bye now. And then, oh, mate, it was, it was the worst, but you were great. See, I, was... I actually feel guilty because I don't remember if I told you this. He actually tried to give me the feedback, and I'm like, I have nothing to do with this show. I didn't write any of these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you telling me? It's just like, he needs to do this, he needs to do that. I'm like, I'm not oh, telling him this. So, <laughs> did you know that? No, I did not know I that. don't have a survey to fill out. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll pass this <laughs> on. I don't have a survey. And this then, isn't KFC or something where you can fill out a customer service complaint. <laughs> oh, he then contacted me because we do the podcast together. He goes, hey, mate, you got to talk to your <laughs> podcast buddy. Too much coffee. Uh, so funny. No, but do, uh, do you get that as a criticism about the podcast? You talk about health and fitness too much? <laughs> we... No, 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 no. We've we've had we've had some feedback. We've had some, I, I, uh, there was I, one recently where uh, Dill talked about not getting the flu shot, and then I got bitten back by a lot of people saying that I'm a problem. You're an anti-vaxxer. Uh, um, no, I'm not. A, yeah, I just didn't know the fact. <laughs> now that I know it, I now do it. It's fine. But I'm just at the time. So we we get some mainly positive feedback. Actually, why why didn't you get it? Are you worried about autism? No, I just never. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I so just good. never needed it because I didn't realize that just because you don't need it doesn't mean that um, you never need the vaccine or you never need the autism. Uh, <laughs> I could use a little bit of autism. There's a there's a bunch of books that are out of order in my bookshelf that I want to start arranging. Uh-huh. No, but um, so tell so what's your how has is the relationship for you in terms of food and eating and drinking has that changed along with the transition have you found that there was more because one of the things that i found for me was being able to stop talking about myself as a fat person an obese person and hating myself for it allowed me to be kinder to myself with um being careful with food and exercise did you find that once you started being more true to who you are and what you feel that it was easier to then tap into other uh, things in your life to try and fix up um well that's a lot to unpack there's a lot to unpack um i I like a podcast that asks just one question up top and just lets me finish for the rest of the hour yeah (laughs) um it's it's been interesting because transitioning i kind of like pre-transition wearing men's clothes stuff like that i wasn't considered fat like i was maybe a bit chubby whatever um you know i'm a similar size to you are right now mr ben lomas um and you know so i was just you know shopping in regular clothing stores transition didn't gain any weight and suddenly i was considered plus size Ah. and i had to go to plus size clothing stores and and you know so that was a weird thing to be fat without gaining any weight right just suddenly kind of like just because of that kind of gendered expectation about what's your height uh, my height is 180 something so centimeters. Six plus, six, six-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah six yeah. foot. Yep. So again, even in that as well, when you think of uh, you know six foot male, it's not as they don't think. When you, you will say like that's like average height, but then if you say a six foot woman, it's like oh, she's yeah. tall. I'm very tall. Yeah. Um, Do you wear heels? No, uh, it's very difficult. I, I would love to wear heels, but yeah. if I go shopping for heels in my size, because I have lovely size 13 women's shoes. Um, yeah, There's that whole world. So I, if I shop for shoes online, the only thing that's available in my size is either kind of like fuck off tall platform stiletto drag queen shoes. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, which are, which are a big time. Oh, man, we've got to talk about clothes and stuff. Because yeah. I, me talking about not having winter clothes, you must be looking at me going, oh, you're basic, bitch. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's if that's your only issue. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that, you were saying that. You're like, I've only got winter clothes. And I'm like, I, I've only got winter clothes to the wrong gender. <laughs> <laughs> I, I throw up my winter clothes when I transition and then I move to I'm like, I don't, I've got to buy a whole new wardrobe. So how long, ago, I mean, I mean, obviously the timeline, it, there's different moments between when you first start think, realizing it and then towards acknowledging it, then towards acknowledging it publicly. But yeah. what, what, where did it first become public? Um... Well, I mean, I, I I came out of the closet very slowly. Mm. Um, you you would know this because we, we were friends beforehand. Yeah, that yeah. that before I kind of came out as trans, a lot of photos that I would put up of me online playing with makeup, or right. you know, was calling it drag at the time when I was playing oh, around with it. Okay, so yeah. it was very kind of like when I finally came out of the closet, people people were like. Yeah, no, we figured. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I was the last person out of all of my friends to realize all I was right. trans. Oh, yeah. so, so, so you walk out of the closet the straight into well. the makeup room. I, I, I was just it was denying. Um, right. like it's one of those things where like 
I knew, but I didn't want to know, so I pretended gotcha. I didn't, you gotcha. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. people ask me, like, when did you know you were trans? It's like, well, 3 or 30, depending on how you measure, you yeah. know. Yeah. Like, I've, wow. I've known the entire time, but I've also kind of, like, denied it and ignored it and tried to pretend it was something else. Right. You when you say you- something else, what, what do you mean? Like... Well, I mean, there was. A, I'm like, oh, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just a, plenty of men in cross dresses. So I'm just a cross dresser, right. and yeah. and that's fine because that's something that I can do in the privacy of my own home. On a, and I can like that's right. a small tiny box I can put it in, and I don't have to change anything else about my life. And then kind of like that box was too small for it. So I'm like, right. oh, what if a, what if it's drag, and then I can do it a bit more publicly, but it's still performance, and it's not really me, and I don't have to kind of you know feel attached to it. And then that, again, that box was too small for it. My God, the you amount know? of effort and energy that's going into me right now to not make a box pun joke yeah <laughs> it's killing me <laughs> tell me tell us this story which was a really sweet post that you made a couple of years ago uh, about a letter you found that your mum had written while she was pregnant with you do you remember this yeah so my mum had this um like pregnancy journal that she was keeping where wow, it's just kind of like, you don't hear it much these days yeah well i mean this is, <laughs> this is and i wasn't born like four years ago yeah. <laughs> when you said these days I'm, so, I'm 30 years old my mom was about 20 something when she had I'm me a, so. i may be new to transgender issues i'm also new new to time <laughs> I, I i do have two young small children and Time feel like it has stopped for the last five years. So, uh, so what is time? Uh, it's, a, it's a herb that you add with. Yeah, it's too spicy you... for white people. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. So she had a pregnancy journal. She had a pregnancy journal, and it was kind of like her, kind of like jotting down thoughts and stuff that she had for mm. for me to read when I was older, which yeah. I ended up doing. Kind of, you know, like her, her letters to me as the kind of unborn child, and kind yeah. of like what she was hoping for and what she was expecting. She, you know, there becomes a moment in the journal where she's convinced I'm a girl, and oh, she's, and she's kind of like, like I just know it. The doctors, you know, aren't sure yet, and we don't know, but I'm just so convinced you're going to be a girl. I can't wait to meet my beautiful daughter. Blah blah blah. So she didn't find out at the ultrasound. No, I, I, I mean, I think she found out like maybe after writing that kind of in the journal. Yeah, okay. Kind of what you know my sex was meant to be, mm. um, according to the doctors. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, so she, so I came out and she was very surprised when it turned out to to be a boy. Um, and then she was very surprised out when it turned out that was wrong and that I was yeah. actually a girl all along. Um, That's amazing. You know, so, so it's this whole thing of you know kind of like I can't wait to meet my beautiful daughter. And it's like okay, well, I'm sorry it took Dude, three that- decades longer. <laughs> I'm just very slow. I've, yeah, I've never been good at time either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So, the, so, the, so, so publicly, it was about two years ago, maybe. Uh, coming off the two year anniversary in November of oh. me being out. So, was, was it an event that when you when you came out? Was it? Did you time it? Was there a particular day, or did it just happen naturally on the day? Or how did, I'm, I'm always curious about how that, because especially with social media, because mm. um, uh, you know, three decades, three decades. I don't want to stop talking about time, uh, but like, but when was it? Was it something you planned? Uh, yeah, so I, I kind of ended up kind of realizing I was trans through seeing a therapist. Uh, note to everyone: highly recommend therapy. Mm. Um, but That's something I, we've we very much talk a lot yeah. about on this podcast about how it's been a game changer for me and Ben. So I'm glad yeah. you reaffirmed that therapy. Yeah, and even you know, just I went to therapy for just you know eight sessions. You know, I think some people think, oh, I have to go to therapy and I just have to stick with it for months and months and months. But sometimes yeah. you know. Three, four sessions is all you need sometimes oh, wow. to kind right. of like to unpack it, unpack something, especially if it's like a like specific problem. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. You know, like I'm dealing with this issue rather than like I feel sad and I don't know why. That's my maybe going to take a bit longer to figure out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I saw a therapist, worked for the denial. She got me to kind of like finally admit to myself that I was trans. Um, you know, uh, and that makes it sound like she convinced me. Um, (laughs) Come on, admit it. Um, (laughs) But she's like, well, what do you want to say about yourself? And, you know, kind of used open questions like that. And I kind of ended up, well, the only answer is that I'm trans. Once I told one person, it became very easy to tell like two, three, four, five. I ended up telling friends and some close family and whatever. And then eventually got to a point where I'm like, I've told like 12 people individually. I kind of just need to like just be out and I'm sick of being out, like in, in the closet. And I just... Right. So I just kind of like, I'm like, I set a date. I'm going to be out by this date and I'm going to do a big post. And, you know, I set the time that it was going to be. Yep. Um, very, you know, Facebook brand management of scheduling a post almost. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. You yeah. want to make sure it's at the right time. Don't put it at five in the morning. Who's going to see it then? Exactly. Because, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, it was that thing in my head of kind of like, I don't know why I thought this because obviously everyone was going to see it. But I'm like, I'm like, if I put it at 5 a.m., people will miss it and then yeah. they'll be confused when they meet me out in public wearing makeup yeah. and right. a dress. Or, or, or they get confused. 
Because you're like, oh, someone had a big night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, 5 a.m. Yeah. Oh, should I believe this? Um, yeah. Some people get drunk at 4 a.m. and get a tattoo. I went and got a sex change. <laughs> What a big bender that was going to be on. Jeez, oh, what a night that was. Was it the tequila? Oh, um, <laughs> there are people that, you know, uh, I guess it's there's no one size fits all in terms of therapy, right? But obviously, uh, in hindsight, are there things that maybe, I'm trying, let me try and get this right. In terms of people listening, there, might, there, there potentially might be someone who doesn't realize or that they might be going through similar things that you're going through. What are some of the more things that you look back in hindsight and go, oh, yeah, of course, I wish I picked up on that more. Was it just feeling unhappy? Is that what the main thing issue is? I mean, it's it's kind of hard to figure it out. Yeah. Because you kind of, like, this is what kind of stopped me from coming out, which is kind of like, well, I wear, like, makeup. And it's like, yeah, but boys are allowed to wear makeup, so you can't use that right. to pretend that, you know, like, oh, you like wearing dresses? Like, yeah, but so do, like, some boys. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, you know it's hard to kind of figure out your trans without... Avoiding a kind of gender binary, which yeah. is, you know, um, especially because it's just, it's just, it's part of our society. Like yeah. it's just uh, you, that you're a boy, but you, and because we're in that world where it's like, you know, you do put on makeup, you know, boys do put on dresses. I mean, I've got kids, you know, my son's like that as well. He loves to put on Minka's dress, like all that kind of stuff where yeah. you go, yeah, it's fine. But yeah. then, of course, you're still associated with, I'm a boy. And then it comes back to, I'm a boy. I have that genitalia. Yeah. Um, and, so for me, it was just kind of going, you know, all these are clues of something deeper. They right. aren't like the, they're, they're symptoms of a problem rather than the actual kind of like. And you saw it as a problem? The the problem was, the, so, so, okay, I'm just trying to, it's very complicated to talk about. So let's make this clear. Um, here are the two big ways that kind of people realize that they're trans. Mm. And it's called gender dysphoria and gender euphoria. Yep. So euphoria is a really common term. Everyone knows what euphoria is. Euphoria is feeling fantastic. Gender euphoria is, you know, for instance, when someone calls me ma'am or miss or something like that, I'm like, oh, that feels really good. You know, when yeah, I get okay. invited to like women's only lineups and stuff like that to right. perform, that feels like, that feels right. It fits. It's kind of like finding like the perfect fit of genes. You're like, oh, this fits everywhere perfectly. And then the gender dysphoria is the opposite, where it's kind of, yeah, again, like putting on something that kind of like just feels way too wrong. You're like, I, this isn't me. You know? Yep, 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 yep. You know, and it's it's not just like a clothing, like it just kind of like people call me sir. I'm like, no, that's wrong you know and then like kind of like and you're feeling that before you like you you acknowledge to yourself even yeah and it's kind of and, and it's hard to figure out why you're feeling it if yeah. until you kind of go oh it's the tra-. like once you kind of like have that key to unlock everything everything makes sense right it all falls um, into place like tetris or something it's just like oh that one block fits in and then all of a sudden everything starts well you know. I, I use this analogy and it turns out chloe black a, a tasmanian comedian who's also trans she uses the same analogy um it's like when you get to the end of a movie like the sixth sense and you realize that Bruce Willis is dead all along. Sorry for the spoilers. Uh, <laughs> and you, but you kind of, in, like, in hindsight, like, of course, that explains everything. Like, right. yeah. it really, it's like that. It's like a twist ending for your life. Yeah. Right. Where you're like, oh, that's why the thing happened, you know, because Bruce Willis was trans the entire time. It makes right. sense, you know? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's really interesting. And I think breaking it up to those two sections for people yeah. who are listening, that does make sense. Because you're trying to work out, why does this feel right or why yeah. doesn't it but feel right? There's but- all these little clues. Yeah. Like when I was young and, and a lot of, I've heard a lot of trans people say this kind of like when they would divide the class up into boys and girls and kind of, you know, obviously I went over the boys, but just kind of like, why am I going over here? I don't want to be with these people, yeah. you know? And it wasn't that I didn't like them. It's just, but it just, when that category is kind of announced, you just feel that natural resistance. Which is, which is, and I find that really interesting because now uh, schools don't do that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like you're sort of more inclusive gender. You try not to go, boys do this, girls do this. Yeah. Uh, and so then I'm just sometimes thinking for a young child who may be feeling that, that you, you're inclusive, that you don't even associate that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like now, you know, it becomes that thing where it's like boys and girls are the same and we want to treat everyone equally. So those signposts sometimes maybe even be harder as a new kid growing up. I'm just wondering. Like, I, I mean, I honestly don't know. I think, you know, I, 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 
in this weird spot where I know what my gender is, but I also feel that gender is kind of like a bullshit made up concept. Okay. You know, it's just so it's just kind of like like the way I kind of almost explain it to myself is like it's an abstract concept like money. Like money's not real, but also money's kind of real. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like of money, but it doesn't actually yeah. mean anything as well. It'd be great right. if we didn't have money. If we didn't have money, everything would be different. But currently, we do have genders, and whilst we have genders, this is the one that like fits said, and makes what? sense for me. You said gender binary as well, so that's that concept that it's just one or the other. There's nothing yeah. in between. Is it right? Right. And right. and again, that's bullshit. I, I know for a fact because I've got many friends who are between mm. those two genders or, or consider themselves outside those two genders. Um, so so going, going back to that original question that I asked, which I you know I understand is quite like more than a quick answer, but did you feel there were times because of the sadness that you felt by feeling like you might have been in the wrong body and not realizing that was the issue? Were there things that you were doing that are damaging to yourself, whether it was boozing or overeating or you know drugs or anything like that? That then once you acknowledged it and you came out, that you felt like you didn't need to medicate yourself in that way. Um, well, I was never big on alcohol because kind of alcohol, you know, in my mind, this is a truth serum. So I'm like, if I, you know, if I get drunk, I'm going to tell people things I don't want them to know about me, or I'm going to admit things I don't want to know about myself as well. You know, tell me more about that. So you, did you feel like, yeah, that it was almost a way to protect yourself? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I still got drunk occasionally, but I kind of would get drunk in kind of like very controlled situations of kind of like, you know, when I'm feeling fantastic, you know, because I, I feel like alcohol is almost like an amplifier. Mm. Like if I'm feeling shitty and depressed, I get drunk, I'm going to be more shitty and more depressed, you know? Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, and dysphoria is like one of those things that come and goes away. So, you know, those moments when I was like most questioning my gender and that kind of category and kind of where I fit and feeling dysphoric would be those times of like, don't drink. Do not put a drop of alcohol. You might let this out. And then right. once it's out of the bottle, it's out of the bottle. You can't kind of and, like. And also you'd be scared, like, especially in those early days where you actually don't know what it is. Yeah. So you're actually even scared what that would be. And so the, the truth serum would even let it out more. Yeah. So you'd actually be scared what is actually within that's coming out because yeah. you actually don't know what that is yet. Exactly. Like they, would, like they would be finding out I was trans at the same time I did. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, <laughs> just be, you know, be like, I'm trans. Oh, fuck, that's what it is. Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Un- say it you know like so i would yeah be very hesitant to kind of like getting drunk and stuff like that um i definitely overate um and we kind of eat it for you know comfort food and stuff like that um which i'm doing less but that's actually also one of the weird things about transitioning is because i'm on hormone replacement therapy taking a lot of estrogen to kind of get the changes i want in my body and estrogen as a side effect increases your appetite and makes Ah. you hungrier and also kind of like can make you kind of like take on more water weight and stuff like that. Right. So, uh, and have you, is, uh, is, have you noticed uh, since the transitional period that you have put on more weight? Or? Uh, I've probably put on a little bit of weight. Yep. Um, but again, I said this to Dirk and I when we saw a movie um, the same day we went out for coffee, and I've offered him some of my popcorn, and Dirk's like, no, I don't do carbs uh, except on weekends. Yeah. And then Did I've you got- punch him in the face? <laughs> I was, I was kind of like, I don't want to argue this because it just means more popcorn for me. Uh, <laughs> just like, you're lost, buddy. But I've, I've leaved it at Dilrock and go like, well, they keep telling me real women have curves. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. like, just leaning into it. It's like if there's a way for me to give my tits to Anna, <laughs> just, the, the tits that I'm losing, that just, if we can just try and give it over easily. Oh, that's great. Uh, you have no idea how, like, there's so many trans men I know and there's yeah. just like, we all really want like an exchange system because right. we're just constantly like, you're like, I'm like, oh, I want tits. And I'm like, I'm trying to get rid of mine. I'm like, why does this not exist? Yeah. You just want to be able to swap parts. There's Bitcoin if you can swap, <laughs> like a bartering system. Yeah. yeah. Bitbody. Uh, just like some kind of trans, like, exchange student program yeah. or yeah, something yeah, yeah, where yeah. we can just swap the parts we want to swap. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Because um, I'm with, with the estrogen, and it, like, it, do you take a lot of it? Like, I, I'm again, I'm I'm flying. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just curious about that. Like, what does it look like? Is it is it pills? Is yeah. it uh, injections? Uh, it, it's pills um, yep. for me. Uh, there's plenty of different. There's people taking injections. There's patches. There's gels. There's patches. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. like a nicotine. Yeah, like quitting Wait. masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> A, a nicorette and a dickorette. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's, oh, I love wow, that. Wow, patches. <laughs> yeah, patches. Mm. Well, I guess it's any form. Anything, like anything any form that... of just introducing into the body. Right? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And it's very similar to kind of what um, menopausal women go on when they're on hormone yep. replacement. It's a lot of the same drugs, a lot of the same kind of amounts yeah. um, and transmission methods as well. That's why they have stuff like patches and gels and even kind of like implants that kind of have like a slow release over like six months. Yep. Um, implants? What do you mean? 
Um, I'm not sure if you know him because yeah, yeah, this yeah. is where this is um birth control usually for women, but they right. have something called implanon. Yeah, okay. it's like they insert it under the skin. And is it's that just, IUD or you you ID? What's it called? IUD, isn't it? IUD yeah. is intrauterine. Yeah, so that uh, means it's in your uterus. Right, right, right. right. Um, whereas, it goes under usually under your arm. Yeah, so oh, just it's okay. kind of like close to the bloodstream, under your arm, and just right. kind of like just very very slowly. So it's a very high concentrated dose, but just very slowly released. Yeah, yep. and kind of into your system. And a lot of women will do that as a transmission method for birth control. Right. So you can kind of, you know, it's really common. Set it, forget it, which is great. Yeah. You know, you don't have a room to take a pill every day, um, but they do that, a similar thing for estrogen for especially older women, either older trans women or older women on going through menopause is a way to kind of, yep. you know, someone who's older and not going to remember to take pills every day. Yeah. Which, sure. which, which I know. wish my, my mum did instead of going through the, the liver cleansing diet. <laughs> Would have been a lot easier on our whole family. We used to, like, because you have this, like, liver cleansing diet, which is the same thing without taking all the int- uh, estrogen. And so we went through this process of my mum just, we just ate While a lot of... While she was going through menopause. Yeah, we just oh. ate a lot of tahini. <laughs> it was just tahini and protein. And it is that meant it. to be good for menopause? Supposedly. So, I mean, mum sure looked like she had hot flushes every second day. Did it I help re- with your menopause? Uh, no, I'm still going through it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, this is, uh, I'm, you, I'm, I'm just thought of this, and I guess this is because, you know, Dylan and I are learning a lot. Is transitioning an expensive process? God, yes. Yeah, um, okay. Hormones aren't that expensive. You know, got a chemist warehouse and I can get, you know, a month's worth of hormones for somewhere between 30 to $60, depending on what I need and to start And prescription only? Prescription only. Yeah. Um, so I have to take estrogen and something that's called an anti-testosterone. Be- to continue, before we get into it, Ben's uh, question, which is a great one. Uh, so is it first start off with therapy? That's when you first have that. Then it's a therapist then recommends you into another... Um, uh, professional of some sort? No. Um, or is it the therapist that... Uh, so you don't, you don't necessarily have to see a therapist. Oh, okay. um, some doctors will make you because a lot of doctors like to gatekeep about this. Um, ah, there's right. a lot of... Yeah, the, no, that's true because then their, their issues come out. Yeah, they're kind of like, there's a lot of doctors who are like, well, how do I know this isn't a phase and how do I know this is, that you aren't pretending right. and blah, blah, blah. So, like so there's, trans- there's transphobic, trans-friendly doctors that... Be- yeah. yeah, so wow. it's kind of, you know, you can go to the effort of finding a trans-friendly GP. Some GPs but would they have will to- recommend that you have to go to an endocrinologist. Like there's kind of like, there's not stuff you have to do, but there's a lot of stuff that trans, trans women, trans men, um, not minor people, be- they have yeah. to do to kind of get through those gates, whereas, right. but they're not legally required to. Well, gotcha. Uh, but yeah. is that them doing their due diligence or do you think, because I, I always think that's a fine line, like, you know, that they are, are they doing that in the best interest of the patient or do you think that's them projecting their views on you? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm always, I'm always curious. That must be really, as a professional, like uh, that must be pretty hard to make that distinction. I mean, th- th- this is very controversial territory in the trans yes. community, so there's not going to be a, mm. a clear definitive answer. My instinct is that kind of I don't know that I've come across anyone who has gone, I thought it was a trans for, person for a while yeah. and then it was something else. Turns out yeah, it was just right. gas. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was something different inside me. Oh, it turns out it's just beans not just, processed properly. Yeah. It's yeah. just kind of like... Like yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Like you might not know exactly what you are. Like I've known some people who kind of like I'm I'm a trans woman and then like oh actually I might be non-binary or I'm yep. like a trans right. man actually or, or I might be non-binary and then actually no I definitely am this you know so there might be kind of like a bit of fine tuning that goes on but I don't think anyone kind of like deeply questions their gender gotcha. enough to go to a doctor and then goes no actually. Um, and, and all the research that I've seen on kind of people who detransition, which is kind of people who kind of like come out, go through the transition process and then try and take it back. Oh, they wow. usually only detransition because of kind of social acceptance. Right. Ah. They're like, it's easier to pretend to be someone I'm not and rather than be right. out and deal with the transphobia and stuff like that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. You yep, know? yep. There's so in terms of the expenses, so so then so the pills is so this is the pills, uh, and it's also every transitioning person is a beautiful, special, unique flower who ah. transitions in their own way. Um, so it depends what you want to do, yep, um, or feel that you need to do. So there's getting top surgery, which is if you're a trans man getting the breast removed, if you're a trans woman getting breast implants, breast augmentation. Right. Um, there's bottom surgery, which is um, to alter your genitals. Yep. Um, 
a lot of people call that gender confirmation surgery. Gender right. Conf- confirmation. Yep. It's like the Catholics have confirmation. This is the gender confirmation. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just the term used to be sexual reassignment surgery or gender reassignment surgery. And it's like, well, that, that feels less accurate. But it also kind of makes it sound like I'm not already the gender I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally of, understand that. Yeah. You know, kind of like, oh, you're not a woman until we give you a vagina. But now that you have a vagina, you are. Right. Where it's more kind of like, we're just doing this to confirm what is already there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's becoming more and more common that people pick and choose which surgeries they get. There's also facial feminization surgery what's, that some what's, people get. What's that? What's that? That's um, surgery to kind of like, because um, cis men typically have larger noses. Testosterone yep. kind of gives you a larger nose. So it's kind of like a nose job. It's also a brow lift. It's kind of these things that change what reads to most people as a masculine face into something that reads right. more as a feminine face, you know? Yeah, okay. And it's kind of, it's a very complicated kind of like, you know, it can involve like altering the cheekbones and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, that's the first um, thing I thought, like a big square cheekbone. Yeah. That would be, I'd be, I reckon that would be at the top of the list that you'd want something yeah. a bit more feminine. But I mean, there's also, um, I think it's called tracheal shaving, but it's kind of shaving down your Adam's apple. Oh, make yeah. the Adam's apple less prominent. Oh. Um yeah, I mean, all of these are medical surgical procedures, so they're kind of like kind of gross to picture and think about. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and this is me being so stupid. When as soon as you said that, I don't know why, uh, I just thought of someone just cheese grating my Adam, Adam's yeah. apple because you're shaving it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I guess it's a, technically that's probably close yeah, to what Yeah, because I, I grate a lot of apples. There's also uh, orchiectomies. Um, so orchiectomy is uh, removal of the testicles right? Um, because some trans women will do that purely because they just don't want their testosterone going into the system yeah. right. and also because they're, they're worried about perhaps losing sexual function um, and stuff like that for going yep. through genital surgery. What do you mean? So losing sexual function. Uh, so if they're going through genital surgery, some uh, so remove the testicles first, you mean? No, no. Um, remove the testicles as the only surgery that they're oh, getting right, done there. Right, 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 right. Because I mean, like me, for instance, I have no plans to alter my genitals. Yeah. Right. Um, I am quite proud to kind of be on stage as, as a comedian, be like, I'm a woman with a dick, and it feels right. to me I can't be proud about that, and then also want to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, yeah okay, yep. And then, get- you know, the only people who see my you know genitals are people who are already cool with it. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm not appearing nude randomly in some in front of people who will be like, oh, I'm gonna right, like freak right, out. Right, right. It's you know, I mean, it's in front of my partner, and you know, it might be in front of anyone else that we choose to open a relationship to, who would also have to be cool with trans people. So yeah, you know, my penis isn't a problem, but I am very concerned about getting top surgery because whenever I don't, because I'm. You know, as you have probably noticed, uh, you've politely all looked away for, for the moment, but the, I, the I have large cleavage yeah. and large breasts. This is all padding. This is all an illusion. Oh. But when I don't have the padding, I get misgendered a lot more. Oh. Like somehow the, you the, know, the, the, the breast and the cleavage yeah. is what, what makes wow. me decide whether or not to kind of affirm my gender. Because I thought that was all real. Yes. So but it's also a, a lot in of terms of the, the bra you're wearing pushes it together. Is that what you mean? Uh, and there's like silicone padding that I've ah, kind of put in there. Right, so right, breast right, pads, right, right. you know, right. kind of like ultra so- deluxe chicken fillers to kind of really... <laughs> Plump them up. Don't get dill oh, hungry. Man, I haven't had breakfast. <laughs> so please don't. It's not even cheese. Well, that is phenomenal. I please, generally please don't need my were... boobs. They were very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that must be one. That, that is a, a, a process that you do every morning. Yes. Yeah. And does that take time? Uh, it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. That's another five, ten minutes of my day. Um, oh, okay. They're not especially comfortable to wear, yep. um, especially in hot weather. What um, about even in terms of like uh, with makeup? Because, for example, uh, if you, you know, uh, a cis woman, you sort of from a young age understand how much makeup to put, what little, what not. Is that something that just when you start to want to transition – you suddenly go, oh wait, I don't know the the rules or like who, yeah, and yeah well, you kind of you have to go for a crash course. Yeah. Um, and there's some okay. some trans women like me. I wear makeup all the time because I'm very anxious about how my face looks without makeup. Yeah, I can put makeup on and kind of like carve a new face and make it look how I want and kind of do very low budget facial feminization surgery. Um, you know, facial feminization yeah. surgery on the cheap. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But from Kenny's warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know some trans women who they never wear makeup because they're so scared of it. You know, they're like, I'm going to wear it and fuck it up and look wrong and, oh. you know, and someone's going to think I'm a drag queen. And that's the problem with me because I oh. like to, you know, I like the creative expression of makeup as well. So right. I tend to, you know, pack it on and kind of, you know, serve a look. Uh, and and you get people who are like, oh, you're wearing slightly more makeup than usual and you're quite tall. 
you must be a drag queen. And they start trying to talk to me about Priscilla Queen of the Desert and stuff like that. (laughs) So it's kind of like, it's a fine line that I have to thread of kind of like, okay, I need need to look like a cis woman who's really into makeup rather than a drag queen who's Who's, performing. Right. You know? Is it the equivalent of Like woman attending a drag show rather than woman performing at a drag show. (laughs) Right. Because they assume that it's all part of the same conversation, I guess. Is Is it the equivalent of like someone coming up to me after I've talked about being Sri Lanka, they go, hey, did you see the Indian cricket team last night? Yes. <laughs> it, it that I have an opinion on yeah, that. I mean, right. they're, they're connected. I mean, I do, but... <laughs> but they're not... But they're not the... Yeah. yeah. The immediate leap from there. And, there and, and that's so funny because those people are wanting to connect with you and it comes from a good place. They're just, I guess, a little bit ill-informed yeah. because they're not aware. Like that's that's a tricky one as well for them because they they want to connect with you and they want to understand and they uh you know they're probably a bit nervous as well and that they go well, down. Well, I mean, that- after showing, it's kind of a bit better because I've kind of you know put myself out there and yeah. when I'm waiting for a tram, someone's like, I'm gonna ask this question. It's just kind of like oh, just become oh, a proxy. Wow, Do you right. get that as a minority? Just people like, oh, I'm just gonna ask this no. random minority. No, no, because no, no, he's no. holding think, the logie. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I just have a headshot of me going, just go to my, a link to my website. No. Security at TV is too good for that. (laughs) I think um, something like racial issues are being, have been talked about for so long that there's, if there's any racial tension, it's happening in the shadows more so than out in public. There's very rare instances where someone will come up to me and do wobble their head and do an accent at me or whatever. That's, yeah, been stomped that. out. That's been sort of over the years have been sort of like wiped yep. like little by little. Whereas I think something like uh, homophobia and transphobia, that's still people are still getting like yeah. trying to get their heads around. Well, I think it. transphobia as well is is yeah. It's we see a lot more of trans- transphobia in mainstream media that we don't see with racial stuff. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I mean we also see more transphobia and not as many trans people themselves. Right. You know, like the only representation for trans people in most media is the transphobic jokes made about us. Right. Yeah. Which is you know I I get really mad about it because I'm like hi me I can make much better more original transphobic jokes than this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We'll get, go, go, like, go, let go. me mock myself because you're doing a real bad, like, <laughs> hacky job of that. <laughs> we, we, uh, we've talked a lot on this podcast about um, identity, sense of uh, identity and how my sort of, you know, in a very, in comparison to yours, it's so, you know, it's so minuscule. But the idea that I was this fat comedian who did had so many fat jokes about being fat. And then in six months, I lost 35 kilos or whatever. And then all of a sudden, all that material stopped working. What was it like for you in terms of comedy, your comedy identity having to... Well, yeah. I mean, it was kind of liberating in a certain sense to kind of go like, oh, all those jokes that you're sick of performing, you've got the best excuse to get rid of them. And you've got the <laughs> yeah, best yeah. excuse ever to start from scratch and kind of like reinvent yourself. Yeah. You know? like Because all of a sudden, you're not the, you know, straight white man that yeah, there's, well, many, there's so many of. I think every comedian kind of gets into that kind of thing performing of just kind of... I should do the new joke that I've been working on, but, you know, I don't, I'm not confident in it. I'm going to do the old stuff that I know works yep. because I, I feel a responsibility to give the audience the good stuff. Yep. You know, like you don't want to kind of torture them with new material that might not be working. Whereas, you know, I, that excuse got removed for me. Yeah. You know, like I couldn't do the old stuff to keep them happy because the old stuff wouldn't make sense. So what, we, we, sorry, so when you, uh, when you finally made that, uh, that transition, do you remember your first gig? Do you remember your first gig oh, yeah. where where uh, you were uh, as as who you felt and who you wanted to be? Because yeah. then all the old material was gone. Did you just go out there with a new look, feeling like who you want to be with a brand new ten minutes? <laughs> uh, it, it was it was very much like doing like a, a proper first open mic again. It was kind of this weird thing of kind of like feeling like a very first time in a comedy and also feeling very experienced. Right, you know, like yes. it's kind of you so know, you had the the vocal know how. Yeah, I, I, the... I yeah I knew how to hold a microphone. I yeah. knew kind of set, but also kind of you know the material is completely different. The persona is completely different. Are they going to connect to me? I had this kind of fear like I'm going to go out there and just like I'm like I don't know how transphobic the general public is at this moment yeah. I've been out for two weeks you know maybe I'm gonna go out there and it's a whole room of 90 people who are gonna be like fuck we don't want to hear from this queer you yeah. know like I, I I didn't know what was so I was like terrified that you know rather like the normal fear of a gig of going out there and being like oh the joke might go badly I might face silence I'm like someone could throw a glass at me you yeah, know, right. I don't know how much people hate trans people. So it was terrifying. Um, that would be weird if they threw a glass and you were like, how dare you? And like, no, no, we're focusing on the material. <laughs> <laughs> just has nothing just to do with your trans. Yeah, nothing to do with We really didn't we like that joke. We just hated that pun. <laughs> I'm trans. My partner's trans. You just really suck at this. <laughs> 
actually an interesting point because um, a lot of uh, women talk about it. I think uh, people of color talk about it. When we bomb, it is like we've disappointed the whole genre of brown comedians or exactly. you know, women. So like, all of a sudden, are you now rep- not just representing yourself, you're representing trans women comedians? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of up there like that pressure for like women. Yeah. That I'm feeling the same because, you know, obviously I'm one of them. And there's also that pressure for transgender people and they kind of multiply. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, if you were up there as like, you know, a gay Sri Lankan comedian, you know, it'd be like, oh, I've got to be like serve yeah. the gay community and the Sri Lankan community. Right, right. And if I fuck up on either front, <laughs> yeah. you know, or for both, it's two communities that I've let down, you know. Yeah. yeah. Rather um, than just being your individual performance being and, and that's uh, like there's not a lot of stereotypes about trans people because people don't know us well enough to stereotype mm. us yet um, but one of the stereotypes is that we're not funny that we can't take a joke that we're very sensitive very really? easily offended you know like that's the the kind of like we're part of that kind of left wing group of people who are uh, yep. very sensitive Militant and kind angry. of and just kind of like you know like and if you you know we're very easily triggered you know all that sort of right, stuff right. like that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. you know that we're just very fragile beings and we can't you know yep. go up there and take a joke and make jokes and stuff like that so kind of it's that extra pressure of like oh like not being funny is a stereotype about me right you know like it's not just something to be worried about it's like it's it's a specific thing I so have it's to like and, and, and for the average uh Ill, ill-informed person to be like oh i don't find women funny and someone who's trans you know transition well i don't even find them even less funny yeah like right. i can i could see how bigoted people would think that way what but it's, uh, and then that means when it goes well though which it always does because i am very talented um, <laughs> when it goes well like you feel like kind of like like that rush of righteousness that you don't get when you're performing as a straight white man of kind of like i proved them wrong you know like that's okay. that's a rush and, right. and and also the like the sense of pride as well that if yeah. you go out there and you do a, an amazing gig there are most likely people in the audience who've never been in the same room as someone with tra- exactly. transgender, and yeah, so they're, right. they're, 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 that's their first encounter, and so they're like a bit nervous, like what do I do? And then if they come away with such a positive effect, exactly, that's and phenomenal. it also means that when someone in you know politics on the media or is saying something transphobic, they've got a transphobic person, they've they've got a transgender person, they've effectively met. Yep, you know they can be like, oh, transgender people are trying to do this and convert, and they're like, well, I saw that one at the comedy night, she was she yeah. wasn't like that. Yeah, you know, they're like twisted perverts. Like she seemed quite nice, you know. Like, I, I'm a counterexample yeah. that they didn't have before. Yeah, that's you know. Yeah. You were saying something interesting to me about how crowd work for you now uh, it takes a bit longer for you to get into it because you have to give context. Yeah, well, it used to be that when I was like performing as a straight white man, I could just kind of go out there and just kind of open with asking questions to the audience during crowd work and just yeah. kind of you know go like, oh, you know, what do you do or how old are you, whatever. Um, now I need to kind of like address that elephant in the room because yep. I come out and because they don't know about trans people, they're like, is this person trans? Is this a drag queen? Is this a cross dresser? Is this someone doing like a man in a dress footy show sketch yeah, or something like yeah. that? Is it is Sam this... Newman? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. is it tra- they're like, is it transgender? Or is it transphobic? Like what's happening up here? Right. You yeah, know, yeah, so yeah. I've got to kind of be out there and kind of like assert what my identity is and make sure that they know and also understand. Do you do it with one joke? You've got one joke that you just sort of, it puts everyone at ease. I've, or... I've got a few jokes. Like my yeah. my opening two minutes is kind of like different ways of explaining it right. to yeah. make sure okay. everyone's on board. Um, what are the things I guess in the in the comedy scene that uh, say we as cisgender men can do better that makes things better for a trans woman or a man in the scene? Is there oh. any is there things that are happening that you're like oh that's Just such quit. a quick uh. <laughs> 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 Just or, give me more paid gigs. Or, Get the fuck out of the or, way. Uh, next coming up, we've got a woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Still have you got some weird? Have you got some interesting <laughs> yeah. intros now that, since you transitioned? No, I, I, most of the comedians have been very afraid. Like that's been one of the most interesting things that I thought transfer was going to come in the form of people like being rude, misgendering me, asking like horrible questions. It's mostly people feeling like they have to tread on eggshells around me. Mm. Yeah. So they're kind of just kind of like they're very like I'm just I'm not going to say any pronouns. Yeah. Okay. They're like they're just like as suddenly get very gender neutral. They're just like this next comedian is. Great, please welcome. They Anna, are the uh, best. They are really funny. <laughs> and you can also see them like really straight, especially the ones who knew me before I transitioned and knew my old name. Yeah. You can see them just like really 
mentally checking themselves before calling my name out. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, gotta yeah. make sure I get this right, you know. And yeah, just, oh God, please, I just want to say the right name. <laughs> yeah, so there's just there, there's like a fear of 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 getting cancelled or you know yeah. offending me and and facing my wrath. And like I could take a joke beforehand. I can take a joke now. Sure, you know I'm not gonna be. Do you have fragile? And um, and and as I've demonstrated here for the last you know hour or whatever that we've been here, I'm perfectly happy to answer questions. Yes. Yeah. Tell know. us about so. Oh, but, sorry, yeah. go you go. Well, uh, the, the interesting is, um, I, th- I think it's Chloe Black who uh, I'm, I'm trying to. There was one comedian who um, who uh, when transitioned, I had that thing where, and I think so many people do, is you haven't seen them for a long time. We performed mm. uh, in you know 2010 and uh, when they were still a male, and then when I saw them again, I did that double take. Now, yeah. do, do you have that? Like, do you have that the double? We have to do the double take and go, hey. Uh, I get people who uh, I meet them for, you know, the second or third time and they think they're meeting me for the first time and I don't know whether to address that awkwardness. Oh, you know, they're just like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Like... Do I mention that we've met? Yeah. You know? For me, like, of course, all trans women look the same to me. So uh, <laughs> that's why I do my double takes. weird comment. <laughs> it's like, oh, you all look the same to Yeah, me because now. they feel like, are you in no. disguise? <laughs> like, like, there's that, because like, I, I remember that. I was like, oh, hey. That's why I call it when people ask me about kind of like, you know, because people like to say, oh, back when you were a man. I'm like, back when I was in disguise, because I wasn't ever a man. Oh, yeah, so what, yeah, is, yeah. what is that? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. like I was never a man. I've, I've been a woman this entire time. It's just kind of admitting myself and telling other people. Yeah. So it's just kind of like it's more like I took a mask off rather than put a mask on. That like is sure such get... a great way of explaining it. Yeah. I reckon for and a lot of people like I just for, and I I always when I think about people who are new to these issues, I always think about my uncle, right? Who's just you know out in the burbs, who is is not a uh, a bigoted person, but no, he just doesn't understand. He needs that more explanation of like, yeah. and for people who you know we we you know we're supportive. It's like I always feel like. For us, we need to be more educated to be able to explain to those family members who just don't understand. Yeah. Because there's one thing for you to do that on stage. There's also, it takes us, like, it, we need to be able to be part of the community as well and to be able yeah. to explain it properly, not stupidly. Well, this goes back to what Dill was asking and I, I never ended up answering was, was what can you do as cis men to, to help? I mean, you're doing one already by, you know, boosting a trans voice mm-hmm. uh, and really helps, you know, like if you've got, you know, bookers that you're friendly with to be like, you should really book this trans comedian. Doesn't have to be me, but probably should be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, but it's also include trans people in your stories and stuff like yep. that. Like, I see so many comedians; they're like, you know, using phrases like, "Oh, like, you know, I wish I was gay, but I like dick too much," or something like that. You know, like female comedians, you're like, "Well, you can be gay and like dick," you know? Yeah. Like, I know plenty of lesbians who are into me and are not having a problem right. with my genitalia. Like, right, it's just kind of right. like, you know, are you equating genitals with gender? gender They're not right. the same yep. thing. You yep. know? Yep. Stuff like that, you know? And it's just you, using phrases like cis men, cis women, rather than men, women for those situations. But yes. i got to be honest with you, you know? in the last 60-plus episodes that we've done, this is probably the first time I refer to me and Ben as cis men. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's only because in the context of this chat, it felt like it was something that I needed to say, as opposed to what we never would think so about. So you have to explain to me. I, I so don't... cis, if I'm not mistaken, if I would boldly try and attempt to describe, is is if you're born into the body that you uh, you yeah. think you are, the gender you're assigned at birth fits. Right. Uh, fits. Okay. So, so if if you are happy and comfortable with people calling you uh, a man, and you know you've got a penis, and everyone's told you a man since you were young, and that doesn't create any discomfort for you, you're cisgender. Mm. Oh, okay, cool. You know? Great. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's didn't know. You know, straight is to gay as cisgender is to transgender. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, and, and there's a bisexual and NB in the middle for both those examples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. all the, the, the in betweens. So but it's just, that, like that, that inclusivity in, in your set matters. Like I, I've started, you know, I, I do a joke about transphobia. And it used to be that, like, I'm like, I don't like any of these words transphobia, homophobia, biphobia. I've started saying transphobia, homophobia, biphobia, acephobia, which is phobia against asexuals i get asexuals come up to me after i say that and they're like thank you so much for saying that i yep. say one word right and in the set i just add included, it and they feel yeah. so included yeah, yeah I, I don't, right. it's not a bit about asexuals i never talk about asexuality anywhere else in my acknowledge- set yeah just you know. been acknowledged like, yeah yeah we need to uh, we need we're coming closer to wrapping up but um tell me about the importance of um not being dead named so people using the name that you used uh, before you transition is something that I know is a quite a big thing for a lot of uh, trans people. Yeah. And so from your perspective, what, what are the, the, the thoughts around that, the importance of people not dead naming? 
Um, it's kind of hard to explain. There's no perfect analogy for it, but I feel like if if people kept bringing up like when you were fat and showing you old photos of when you were fat all the time, mm-hmm. and kind of like it's something that you sort of like phase of your life you're proud of. It's kind of like huh. something you you're mean kind of ashamed media. about. Well, or whatever. I'll, I'll change you fat know. to maybe alcohol for me. So yeah. I think that's more closer where I was like, I you know have my issues around my right. drinking and how I was when I was drunk. I guess yep. that's yeah, and kind of like, and they just kind of you know like, and, and they kept bringing that up and kind right. of like you know it's just, it's like it's a loaded topic for you, right. and just kind of like every time I hear my old name. It brings up all the. It's not that the name itself hurts. It's just that it kind of unlocks when you had the disgust, all these shitty emotions and, yeah. and bad right. feelings and stuff gotcha. like that. And kind of like you know, it kind of makes me think about like the three decades of my life yeah. that I I wasted uh, by pretending. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, right. that no. make, that's a really good analogy. Like that, I I now get get it completely. At least in my yeah. sense, it's just kind of like you know, like it's, it's not that I can't ever hear it. It's just I would like to control when I hear it and how. Gotcha. You know, and it's when people kind of dead name me. Like I, I, either they're denaming me by calling my old name now. They've been like, "Hey, blah," and I'm like, "But that's not who I am. Why right. are you not? Why are you trying to like deny who I am? Why are you trying to like assault my identity?" Or they like back when you were this, back when you were blank. Yeah, like that's the two ways you get dead named. Yeah, right. You know when they kind of you know use it in that kind of like and like there's other easier ways of saying it. like you know I, the phrase I recommend is like back when you were pretending to be a man, right? Yeah. Or disguised. Yeah. yeah, back when back when you, back when you were in disguise. You yeah. know all, all those phrases are kind of like handy because I kind of acknowledge that. And also the truth s- of the situation that I have and always have. Right. And also softens it. Yeah. Like, like I think, you know, rather than coming up with the sledgehammer and, and just going, you know, back when you were disguised, back when you, you were mad, like it, it's, it's, it's just, it's just normalizing it. Yeah. And also you wouldn't say that to a gay person. They wouldn't, totally. wouldn't be like back when you were straight. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like they were always gay. Right. They were just hiding it, you know? Yeah. And p- people get that for sexuality in a way they don't always get. Right. And yes, again, that's, sure. that's taking for time. Sure. Until that's you taking just said time. it then, I didn't yeah. even think of it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, this has been amazing we well, have so much more to talk I didn't even get to the idea of uh, sport and how that changes <laughs> with, well the question is will you come back yeah absolutely yes. awesome awesome. Um, we'll start with social media I, I will I will risk breaking an embargo I'm doing a oh. show at Melbourne Fringe called oh, great. Queer and Present Danger okay um, great title thank you um, so come and see that it's me making jokes about all this you can hear all the jokes that I've slyly referenced of me explaining what it means to be trans yeah you yep. really held back from giving us punchlines <laughs> 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 yes, that's very, like my new very dry st- that's my new stereotype of trans women they don't they, they really don't give away material on podcasts yeah no <laughs> that's the one super tra- punchy the one trans person we've had on the podcast and that's how they behaved and that's how I would have <laughs> paint everyone with that same brush <laughs> oh, so good uh, so uh, queer present danger the free Melbourne fringe where where, um, where at the butterfly club oh, right, uh, 16th to the 22nd of September oh easy definitely be out. it'll be yeah. out before then so definitely um yeah, I, I, I just the embargo lifts at a certain date, but be fuck the embargo. Yeah. Um, uh, and my social media yeah. handles are claps for apps or claps for APS, depending on how you want to cool. say it. Uh, because Anna Piper Scott APS. Nice. It's one. always good to have a handle that you have to explain in detail. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben's is Ben Lomas comic, and we're like comic really. Uh, uh, he's easy, done it. He's easy. done it. Again. Uh, uh, he's <laughs> at Ben Lomas comic. I am at Dilruk J. Uh, I'm probably at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival at this point. Uh, come and check out my show cheat days at. The Gilded Balloon, Ben Lomas. Uh, uh, we've yes, uh, and again, uh, thank you uh, for everyone uh, for listening. And again, please uh, go check out Anna's show, uh, Fringe Festival. It's uh, it's making a comeback, and there's a lot of great shows this year. So I strongly recommend and book early, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a comedy fan, what comedians love more oh, than yes. anything is if you book ahead. When we Let, see those ticket sales, our just just so check you there, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary folk. Exactly. Ah. Please book ahead. Beautiful. Non-binary folk, especially. I want you most of all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And, um, uh, and also, don't forget to give both Anna and Ben lots of feedback after their shows. Uh, tell them about how much coffee <laughs> or trans issues oh they should, God, should not be talking my, about. Oh God, you were my you were my support blanket that night. <laughs> <laughs> no Thank coffee you. material in my show. If that's a factor <laughs> for you. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much, Anna. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, keep leaving the reviews. Uh, we love your support. Uh, we love it that you listen. And I, Dill, like you, I absolutely love this episode. So thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.